It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. Hey, with an effective character, three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. And I'm James. The opinions are our own. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today we'll be sharing our experience on the Christmas movie, It's a Wonderful Life. In this episode 117 of the Defective Characters Podcast. Let's go. I thought we were supposed to watch Ernest Saves Christmas. I thought it was Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, no. That's next week we're supposed to do that. Okay, good. Yeah. You know that, don't you? Yes, yes. No. You didn't know? No. Yep, next week we're supposed to do that. This week we're talking about It's a Wonderful Life, which I said it's a Christmas movie, but is it really? It yeah, takes, kind of. It takes place in Christmas time. So does yeah, that, it make, end. that makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie? Well, it only ends at Christmas time. Like, all the flashbacks, it it doesn't really specify a season or whatever, but it ends at Christmas time. Well, ah. it's a, it's a lot like, you know, the Christmas Carol. So yeah. I think it is like a Christmas story. Yeah. I don't, it's, it's really? like one of those things like is home alone, a Christmas movie is die hard. A Christmas yes. movie. Yes. They both are. Yes. They're just, Different genres of Christmas movies. Yeah, or and the new Hawk, it, and the new Hawkeye show is a Christmas show. I love it because of that. Yeah. I do too. I actually now I'm all caught up because when I was in, when I was locked away in the tower, I watched it at night. I watched Yay. the first three episodes. When awesome. did they come the fourth, out? When did they come the, out, Dennis? Today, the fourth one came <gasps> out today. I already watched it. And it was good. It's on Disney Plus. We talked about it a couple weeks ago. And Haley Steinfeld, um, yeah, pretty good. I'd say I'd say pretty good. And I'm halfway through Black Widow. I got to catch up back on the Marvel movies. Marvel, so, yeah. I'm, I'm like quite a few, Widow. He's out there. You haven't seen yet. I know. I haven't. I haven't seen any of that. Dennis, why don't we start with you? How's the last week been? Um, I don't know. Not much happened this past week. I don't think. Um. I'm super sleepy today for whatever reason. Um, other than that, I don't know. Today or this week was pretty chill. I just relaxed and didn't do anything. Didn't really go out of the bubble. It was last week that was like my big week. So I got nothing. Poor Dennis. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Dennis. J- thanks. James, how was everything? Everything is just wonderful. I um I saw the new Disney animation Encanto, which was just delightful. And I don't know, Disney movies have a way of g- 
getting the tears out of you. I was tearing up. I was like, no, don't cry. Don't cry. And um, I saw that at Disney Springs with the wife. And I got all my Christmas shopping done uh, for my kids. So everything's under the tree. I put my tree up. And I got a tiny little Disney Cinderella castle. And I put it under the tree. And you push a button and the fireworks go off. Oh, sweet. And now I'm going to put the train. I've got the Disney train to put around it, too. So that'll be fun. Exciting, exciting time. Remind us again. uh, When are the boys coming to town? When do you have them for the holidays? I'm picking them up the day after Christmas. They're going to stay with their their mother this year. I've had them for the last three years. So that's right. I thought that would be just fine. So they, they get two Christmases in a sense. Nice. And how long are they staying with you? You got them for a couple anyway? Just a week. Uh, okay. Sunday through Sunday. So basically two travel days and then five interrupted days. But already one of my jobs is saying, yeah, we're going to need you to work a couple days. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. The kids I... Yeah, I'll just, they'll just, they have all their um, toys. They'll be fine by themselves. Yeah. Or T-Bird will be here. T-Bird! Sweet. That sounds like a good time. I wanted to uh, thank you, James. Uh, We talked about last week. We we filmed a fun thing of me uh, dressed up as an elf. I ended up um, having... uh, Being locked... Locked with, like, I don't know, kind of like air quotes around it. Because I could come down, but I was stuck in a tower for 47 hours just coming down to use the restroom it was actually a pleasant experience my legs were a little stiff after but outside of that uh it was good they decorated it nice and there was somewhere between 10 and twenty thousand uh toys that ended up coming which was less than in previous years but within my work um they had a bunch of big concerts that were also like talking about happening. <laughs> so like we're sending people other places instead of to like where I was. So I knew that it would be like, you know, it's still thousands and thousands and 47 hours is great. But yeah. Uh, and if, charity, you, if, if you think about like really happy, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. So um, but yeah, J- James came out. I felt bad that I couldn't hang out with him, but part of the whole thing was that I couldn't come down. So like he, <laughs> he's down at the bottom and I'm like, Hey James, and it was just like was hanging funny. out. You hanging popped out. your head out. <laughs> yeah. But that was that they, they had a cardboard cutout. So James took a picture of the cardboard cutout, um, of me that if you looked at it quickly, you would think that I was actually just standing next to you. Yeah, you it know. was the the feet were lined up perfect. It looks like you. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. When he showed it to me, I thought it was you. I did oh, look really? a second time. Yeah. Yeah. It uh it was it was fun anyway. So I'm glad I got a chance to do that. A little bit of what James was talking about I can identify with because I woke up and then I did the math and I uh was trying to take a couple days off because my uh, father and stepmother are coming to town next week and I was going to hang out with them and my daughter. And then I got a text that I still have to do all the work 
I have to do all my shows for the five days that I'm not going to be in the building because they don't have anybody else. And my first emotion was uh, anger, yeah, if I'm yeah. being honest, because that means that means just that I'm actually not taking any time off. Um, is how I look at it. I'm just not going to be in the building, but I'm still going to be responsible for everything. And one of the days I'm going to have to go in anyway. So it's like, unless I leave the state, then I don't have any time off and I don't have money to get a plane ticket to fly outside of the state. So then I'm wrestling with, do I just lie to them and say that I went out of state and just stay in state, (laughs) you know? So that way I can actually take some time off. Well, I don't think lying should ever be the answer. So, so then I just don't take any time off and I, I feel like burnt out and, and can't work to my potential. I've expressed this to my employer before and he doesn't really care. So, yeah. um, well, as, as a company, do you get like vacation time for four weeks? Yep. But this is okay. considered vacation time, even though it's, um, it's not. Wait, even though you're working? Yeah. I would put my foot down on that. Like, no. <laughs> I've I've tried that. And he said, well, unless you're not actually here, then. Well, so. you're not here. You're on vacation. And it is where you are physically. That's just the thing that I wrestle with. So, whatever. I, this too shall pass, you know. And uh, just kind of suiting up, I guess is is what i try to do but there's a lot of gratitude this time of year and i don't know what you guys got out of uh it's a wonderful life had you seen it before uh watching it now had you seen it before james oh yeah i actually watched it for the first time last year um it was on um one of the streaming networks and i was like oh i've heard a lot about this and i watched it and i loved it i thought it was great clarence the angel Clarence, Dennis, um, did you have any questions? I I know I had one that I wanted to ask you guys. Did you have one or what was your takeaway from it? Had you seen it before? Um, I had seen it as a child, like when I was younger, so I didn't really remember it. And so it was like watching it for the first time again. And like, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Um, I don't know. I think my biggest takeaway was it was like the overall theme or lesson of it all of where like how like no matter how we feel or what we see in our think of our lives or whatever, we like affect a lot more people than we realize, you know, it's like when uh, the main character was feeling like down and depressed and thought his life was worthless and like all of that, I can relate to that. Um, in the sense that like from my drinking and drugging and all of that before I came into the program and that it was like, you know, I felt that way. I felt like there was no point in it all. Like people would just be better off and like, you know, it wasn't to the point of actually being suicidal, but I definitely felt that way. Mm. And, you know, and then like when you come into the room, I think AA is really like, like uh embodies that 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 spirit of like not knowing how we affect people 
because we like, you know, we have people come and go. We have visitors come into the meetings. We have newcomers come in. And then sometimes we'll only have a conversation with one person and then never see him again, you know, but like, so it, it, from like a certain perspective, you can kind of think that like what you're doing and being there and going to meetings and sharing your story isn't actually having an effect on people. But then every once in a while you get reminded because someone else would come in and like someone that you talked to like months ago or years ago will come back and be like, oh, I remember when you told me this, it helped me through this or something like that. And you realize that like we really do touch a lot more lives than we realize, you know. So that was kind of like, it, yeah. And if you have, if you haven't seen the movie, the short story is George Bailey, good guy. Usually, he, for the most part, I would say he was one of the most positive people. Like even there's a scene yeah. where, um, there's many. It's almost like hammers that just hit him over the head, like boom, and he's like, "Oh, I got out of this." Like when he almost lost all the money, but there were two dollars left in the bank and like loan company that uh, he owned. And he's like, we're going to put this in the safe. And he only had like $2 left. And he was like, it's all good, you know? And then more and more bad stuff keeps happening to him. And it's not even his doing like at the very end of it. It's just his uncle ends up screwing up with the money and losing all the money. So it's not even anything that he necessarily did, you know, that was his doing. And that was that was the end downfall um, of it. Am I describing that well? If people haven't seen it. Yeah, you're doing a good job. And, you know, the evil one is in this movie was Harry Potter. Harry Potter (laughs) didn't give the money back. (laughs) Son of a biscuit. Damn wizards. Um, I, I did think it was, it was great to see the kind of like the, the gratitude that he had through it all. And in the end, when the angel came and it's funny that there's a lot of Christmas type movies, because when was the Christmas Carol? When was that story? Was that the 1800s that Charles Dickens did that? Yeah. When he wrote it. Yeah. Cause I, I feel like even though Clarence, who's an angel that's supposed to come down and kind of show, you know, George that, Hey, like things aren't that bad. Like you're actually touching more lives. Like you're talking about Dennis of, you know, people saying that, Hey, I remember when you did this, you did, you know, uh, I think we need those people in our lives, you know? And he didn't believe anybody and didn't realize that the people he was actually helping, even though he was helping, he didn't see or, I guess, comprehend that he was actually doing it. Yeah. He had a good a good heart and a good nature. And um, because of that throughout his life, you know, when he was reaching his, his dark points, he had people praying for him. You know, and that's um, the mother of my children. Um, she she saw me at my worst for sure, and um, she was afraid that I was gonna die. She she said she prayed for me so very much because she know she knew deep down that I was you know uh, 
a good person. I was just lost in my addiction, you know, and I had these two beautiful little kids. I was a father too. And all she could see and all I could see were, was the addiction. And she just, her prayers, I know, God bless her, you know, reached heaven. And I'm sure that I had some angels protecting me and getting me through that. So I can relate so much to that. And, you know, it was great that an angel got its wings when I was saved and I rang the bell. You, you rang a bell? Yeah, on my bike. I have a little bike bell. Oh, well, that's <laughs> cool. You can just ride down the street ringing the bell nonstop and like just thousands of angels get their wings. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I was I was being sincere. Then I got a little corny at the end. But, no, for sure. It was um, – I think – when you when you make an impact in the world and you you go through life being selfless you know you you're gonna bring people with you and you're gonna have this light about you this this aura that people want to be around because they can trust you <clears throat> and they know that that you you are good people you are good people and it's it's really nice to be able to have integrity today and um, I think you know, one of the morals of the movie was that you're never truly alone or you're never um, depressed or <clears throat> you're always successful if, uh, if you have friends and you have friends by, you know, like AA says, building up the fellowship around you because that's what happens when you get sober and you start thinking of others. You build up a fellowship of people who want to be around you because – Deep down, they know they can trust you, and um, and they want to be like you, or they want to be around people like you. So, it's pretty neat. It's a good. It's a good story. It's a wonderful. It can, I, it's I a wonder. Yeah, it is a wonderful life. I do think it's a because Clarence, to me, he represented the spiritual awakening. You know, like the the burning bush. Yeah, um, if you will. That's how I took it. Like even from the very opening scene um of it's it's kind of corny because it came out back in what the the was it the early 40s when was it dennis you know oh i don't know what it would it would probably been like the early 50s or mid 40s i would guess okay so so way back when when this movie came out it was you know they they didn't have crazy special effects so like the opening scene of two angels talking to each other is just a picture of like a sky and uh stars in the sky galaxies were talking yeah galaxies talking back and forth and lighting up when they're talking and essentially saying you hear like voices like oh please help george bailey please help george bailey and it's people praying to the gods to help them out. And then they're like, Oh, something's really happening. We got to send somebody down to help out George Bailey. And that's how it begins. And it kind of goes back in time. And Clarence is the one, I guess, want to, what is it? Want to be angel, you know, that, that wants his wings, but he has to help somebody realize that life's worth living. You know, because George Bailey inadvertently 
I, I guess without saying he wants to commit suicide, he just doesn't want to live anymore. You know, he, yeah, he wishes he, he was never born. Yeah. And by wishing, I mean, that's as bright as you can make that topic because it's a dark topic. But I think they do a good job in that. I know towards the end, I didn't I didn't care to live the way that I was living anymore. Like I had, I had absolutely had it. I had had my, and even though my, my bottom wasn't really, my bottom was like chosen for me. I, I stayed sober because of me, but I got sober because I, I didn't want to lose at the time, my marriage, my job and everything else. So I knew for the last, I would say a solid six months that I did not want to, I didn't like living 90% of the time, whenever I was drinking, I was drinking to escape the uh, hell in my brain that I was perceiving everything around me, that it was unmanageable and it was terrible. And it was like, you know, I just, I just don't want to do this anymore. So I could I could relate to a lot of that version of George. Um, and then when I came into the the rooms, I aspired the people that were sharing in the meetings. I aspired to be them where they would always say, oh, you know, I got into a car accident today and I ended up getting a brand new car and it's great, you know, and it's like that's my head never would have been like that. If I got into an accident and I had to deal with not having a car going through this, I would just be pissed. I wouldn't be looking at that. I got a new car and I'm like, I want that perspective, you know, and he was able to get that perspective by having an angel named Clarence actually show him that, Hey, that's, that's there. But before he hit his bottom, so to speak, he had that right through. And I don't think I ever did, you know, I wasn't sunshiny beforehand. What what George Bailey can you guys relate to? Go on, Dennis. Um, I I would probably say the like in the middle of his breakdown, almost. You know, like that's what I can relate to most because, like, early on through his life, kind of like what you touched on is like he is completely selfless and like every time that it came to like make a decision, do I leave the town and go follow my dreams or do I like do the right thing and help people out? He always picked the right thing, which me, I didn't. Um, I typically throughout my life picked the selfish and self-centered thing or whatever. And that's what led ultimately to my breakdown. And like, although like, my bottom was different than like his bottoms or whatever, but some of the same feelings that he felt, I felt, you know? Um, and it, it's really like what I look at like George Bailey, I almost look at him like you would look at like someone like Gandhi or Jesus or Nelson Mandela or anyone like that as someone like to look up to like, we all need to have like heroes or people that we want to strive to be like. And like, he's one of those, you know? And the only way I can relate to him is that I can recognize 
you know, the choices that he made and how that helped people. And ultimately God took care of him and he was okay through all of it is if I try to like emulate him, try to be more relatable to him because I was a piece of shit in my life. So what do you mean was, well, I'm trying. (laughs) No, You're not a you're not a complete piece of shit anymore. Not a complete. Don't worry, Dennis. I'm just kidding, Dennis. I'm. I'm <laughs> Whatever. I'm gonna go I'm, cry now. I've got to be the comical relief. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, you got your turdy moments, but we're all we all have we, those moments. We all have turdy moments. I mean. It's true. That's fine. It's 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 good. James, did you have anything else you wanted to uh, to add in? I thought oh. this was a, a fun one. I I honestly didn't think of a lot of the the spiritual awakening thing hit me over the head. Where I'm like, oh my god, like it's so obvious. Um, that, that's how that's, spiritual awakenings work. That that's that's a tie-in. And I, while I was watching, I was thinking a lot of you, James, because. As far as spiritual awakenings go, I guess uh, what you share on it, it it brought that to mind while watching it. Yeah, I want to take this time to make an amends to Dennis. I'm sorry I said that. And I, promise, <laughs> I promise never to do that again. Is there anything you can do to make it better? Uh, just keep being you, James. Okay. okay. I forgive you. Should, you. Yeah, you should. You should keep coming back. All right, my side of the street Wait. is clean now. Woohoo! We, uh, you know, I didn't, I didn't think about that until you said, uh, said it, Mike, and and I, I totally agree. You know, he could see his angel, and in a way, I could feel my angel. I know there was an angel there, and I, I had that that Scrooge, that George Bailey moment that I, I wish everyone in the world could have because it is just magnificent. There's there's no other greater feeling from being completely down, completely hopeless, just, you know, I wasn't thinking about not living, but I was feeling that I was already dead. And to have in an instant be reborn and have that spiritual awakening is it's just, there's no other greater feeling, but, and that's just it. It's just an instant. So, you know, you can either go back to your ways or you can really start to change everything about you from that experience. And with the help of the program and the principals and fellowship and sponsors, I was able to come a long way in four and a half years. And, you know, a lot of the times I think, oh, man, I wish I could have got this at 23, but um, I, I just didn't. And I'm I'm grateful for where I'm at now. I'm grateful for this moment. Um, I'm content in all circumstances, or at least I try to be. And I'm so grateful um, that, that I had people praying for me, that I had a spiritual awakening and um, that I didn't die um, because God had other plans for me. And I think he wants me to, to help others. Um, for a lot longer in this life and he's using me as a tool today and i'm i'm grateful so yeah 
Good movie, good choice, good conversation. Love you guys. Love you. Dennis, anything else to wrap up with? Um, I don't think so. I think it, uh, go with what James ended with. There's a great movie and worth watching. Way better than I thought it was going to be. So, thumbs up on that. Yeah, we we watched it. Well, the majority watched. If you don't own it or want to uh, to buy it on DVD, Amazon Prime I know has it free streaming on there. So I know I watched it through that. Yeah. Did you watch the black and white version or the color version? Because they had both. Yeah, I watched the black and white. Okay, I watched the color. You watched the Technicolor. Black and white. I watched black and white. Okay. Yeah. I remember when I was younger, it was like such a huge thing that like we had the Technicolor one. I don't know when they put it out. Um, I, I imagine, I imagine way back in the day, but I feel like like my mother. I remember in I, I think it was on Christmas. She got it on VHS, and she was like, "Oh my god, it's in color!" So I don't know yeah. if they waited for like the 30th anniversary or something to put yeah, it I don't know. The original one was definitely black and white. And I think as a kid, when it came on TV, most of the time it was always black and white. Yeah. So it, I feel like it, they had a marathon or it was on Christmas Eve. It was like always on TV right around like, I think on Christmas Eve is when I remember seeing it a couple of years. So we talked about two. We still have, I think, two. What is it? Is it two Thursdays left before Christmas? So who came up with the Grinch? Was that you, Dennis? Uh, I don't know. Didn't we talk about the Grinch before? Maybe. Wait, so what are we doing next week? James, I think we should throw huh? Muppets Christmas Carol in there somewhere. Muppets Christmas. Isn't that almost the same thing as It's, it's a Wonderful Life? Except there's an animal in it. No, it's different though. <laughs> <laughs> it's got Rizzo the Rat and Gonzo and is that, Kermit. That, that, that is that the next one? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. What do you think? Well, I uh, we I mean we have to decide now, so that way we can we can put it out there so people can watch next week and play along. What is that going to be the next one? And then James, you're going to be closing it out on the last one next what week. Is- what did he pick? The Muppets Christmas Carol. <laughs> okay, I love the Muppets. Did you guys? Well, we can do the, or we can do Mickey's Christmas Carol, one or the other. Uh, I'm Mickey's. I, I grew up with Mickey's. I love Uncle. Scrooge. Is is that shorter? Yeah, yeah. Is that that's an easier watch? Okay, okay. we'll do Mickey's. Okay, Mickey's Christmas Carol. Even if you've had, even if you've had or seen any of the Christmas carols, I think you'll be able to follow along. <laughs> yeah, and, it's the same. Story. Yeah, it's, it's the same one premise. With, there's one with Jim Carrey. Did you guys see that one? Oh no, I didn't no. see that. No. Did not. It's pretty. Good. I did. I did see it existed though. Well, we'll uh, we'll catch up with it next week. I don't know if it's Mickey's Muppets or whatever, but just make sure you get some Christmas caroling. And we'll be back next Thursday sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you on episode 118. We're the defective characters entirely ready to have all these character defects removed. Remember, teacher says every time a bell rings, an, an angel, angel gets, gets his, his wings. wings. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Oh, Dennis, right? <laughs> it's awesome.